Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. Hello, Mother's Day, hanging baskets, vegetables Ooh. to plant, annuals, perennials. Brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 613, May 4th, 2021. It was 91 degrees on this day in 1952 and 22 degrees in 1967. Minnetonka had an ice out on this day in 1859. And White Bear Lake had ice outs on this day in 1950 and 2018. And a little hint, I believe tomorrow we'll wrap up ice outs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Who are those uh, ice out dates brought to us by, Mr. Sushi? Well, that's the uh, Aquaside gang that keeps your weed free of, uh, keeps your beaches free of weed so the kids can swim in a weed-free beach in front of the house there or the swimming hole they have a wide variety of products to take care of everything from weeds to algae to the muck you don't want and if you call them uh, aquasite a white bear lake company will help you identify your problem their products are registered with the epa and dnr and they are completely safe call aquasite at 1-800-328-9350 or go to aquaside.com for a weed-free summer swimming season and now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Four, uh, four old retired guys were walking down a street in Yuma, Arizona. Oh. They turned a corner and saw a sign that said, Old Timers Bar, All Drinks, Ten Cents. Huh. They looked at each other, and then they went in thinking this is too good to be true. The old bartender said in a voice <clears throat> that carried across the room, Come on in and let me pour one for you. What'll it be, gentlemen? There's a fully stocked bar, so each of the guys orders a martini. In no time, the uh, bartender served up four iced martinis, shaken, not stirred, and said, that'll be 10 cents each, please. The four guys stared at the bartender and then at each other. They couldn't believe it. They paid the 40 cents, they finished the martinis, and ordered another round. Again, four excellent martinis are produced with the bartender again saying, that's 40 cents, please. They pay the 40 cents, but their curiosity gets the better of them. They've each had two martinis and haven't even spent a dollar. Finally, one of them said, how can you afford to serve martinis as good as these for a dime? Well, I'm a retired tailor from Phoenix, the bartender said, and I always wanted to own a bar. Last year, I hit the lottery jackpot for $125 million and decided to open this place. Every drink costs a dime. Wine, liquor, beer, it's all the same. Wow, one of the guys said, that's a hell of a deal. As the four of them sipped at their martinis, they couldn't help noticing seven other people at the end of the bar who don't have any drinks in front of them and haven't ordered anything the whole time they've been there. Nodding at the seven at the end of the bar, one of the men asked the bartender, what's, what's with these people? The bartender said, oh, they're retired free, uh, people from Minnesota. They're waiting for the half-price happy hour. <laughs> See, they were... Yeah. See, the people yeah. in Minnesota, cheap, I guess, cheap are, Swedes, right? are thought to be cheap, yeah. and so they were waiting for the long road to travel. Really that was from joke. That's, well, it came all the way from South Africa from Tom Lyman, so I thought I'd go with it. You read it word for word. Yes, I did. And you know what? 
I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Will uh, a photo that recently emerged online of a juror in the Chauvin trial uh, wearing a Black Lives Matter T-shirt has sparked questions about his impartiality. Juror Brandon Mitchell, 31, who is black, could be seen in the photo wearing the T-shirt with a picture of Martin Luther King Jr. and the phrase, get your knee off our neck, and BLM. He is also wearing a Black Lives Matter hat in the photo. Mitchell was the first member of the jury who convicted Chauvin of murdering Floyd to publicly comment about the trial. In an interview Monday with the Star Tribune, Mitchell said the photo was from a rally in Washington, D.C. last summer commemorating MLK's famous 1963 I Have a Dream speech. Mitchell told the newspaper his uncle had posted the photo to social media. The juror insisted that the D.C. march had nothing to do with Floyd. It was directly related to MLK's march. The date of the march on Washington is the date, he told the newspaper. I'd never been to D.C., Mitchell said in explaining why he attended the rally. The opportunity to go to D.C. and the opportunity to be around thousands and thousands of black people, I just thought it was a good opportunity to be part of something. During the jury selection process, each prospective juror was required to answer a questionnaire that included questions about participation in demonstrations and protests. Did you or someone close to you participate in any of the demonstrations or marches against police brutality that took place in Minneapolis after George Floyd's death? One question read. The other said, other than what you have already described, have you or anyone close to you participated in protests about police use of force or police brutality? Mitchell said, I replied no to both questions. I think I was being honest. I gave my views on everything, on the case and on Black Lives Matter. Jury consultant Alan Turkheimer told the Washington Post that Mitchell's questionnaire answers could lead to an appeal by Chauvin's attorney. The judge could also call Mitchell in for questioning. That could change the outcome. If there is anything that makes him seem that he was not forthcoming, it could be an avenue for the judge to reconsider the case, Turkheimer told the Washington Post. Meanwhile, civil rights attorney Brian Dunn told the Washington Post that the photo is undeniably suggestive of a possible bias in the juror. Dunn said a more detailed review would be needed to determine if Mitchell lied about or failed to provide complete answers. If it's determined the juror did not provide full disclosure to the defense, the question then becomes whether this lack of candor violated Mr. Chauvin's right to a fair trial. Gee whiz. First of all, the questionnaire on the said, did you or someone close to you participate in any of the demonstrations or marches against police brutality that took place in Minneapolis? Well, technically, right. he went to Washington, D.C. Right. And it seems to me, trying to summon the wisdom of Solomon, that the Martin Luther King Day in Washington uh, is not a, a bitch fest. It's a... It's a celebration of Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. And to the best of my knowledge, it had it has nothing to do with police brutality. Now, maybe there are offshoots of that during that, that day of, of gathering in Washington, D.C., but it seems to me a stretch 
to throw out the trial because this guy went there and wore a Black Lives Matter t-shirt. Fellows, weigh in. Well, I guess... I don't think it matters. I, I don't either. At least it I, doesn't matter to me. I don't care. I don't think it matters either, but... Uh, Probably matters to Chauvin. <laughs> yeah, you right. said there, there was a question in there that said, uh, were you involved in any other sort of right, uh, right. demonstration or whatever? So maybe you might have want to mention, well, I did go to the MLK Day or whatever. Uh, well, I but, guess... But I don't, I don't think it matters as far but as... It was, but it was specifically said... Did you or someone close to you participate in any of the demonstrations or marches against police brutality? Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Had the defense attorney known about this, this juror certainly would have been d- dismissed. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, the, yeah. the narrative leading up to the, the trial was, is he going to get a fair trial? We all knew that that was damn near going to be impossible to begin with. So this just kind of compounds that, doesn't it? So you well, don't think- our, our, our guest commentator, Peter Wold, made it very clear that he thought it was folly to have the trial in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. If there Chris, was ever a trial a, to move. Do you think he got a fair trial? Chauvin? Yeah. I don't know if we've ever discussed this. Um, do we think he got a fair trial? I, I don't think he did. Oh. I mean, well, I think I, he. I, I I think he did. I think he did. I, yeah, well, here's why I, I don't think he yeah, did. Because when this Minneapolis City Council announces that they're going to, you know, give the family of George Floyd twenty seven million dollars during jury selection, I mean, excellent point. Come on, very good. Okay, point. but what what are you going to do to counter that? Again, it wasn't moved, and where are you going to take it <clears> where people haven't heard about it? I agree. I'm just saying that. And again, I'm not saying that Derek Chauvin's innocent. By the way. I, I I I think he is guilty, but again, it's that's that's not what we're discussing. We're discussing whether or not he got a fair trial. Yeah. Well, I think he did, and I don't think the judge is going to. Uh, I don't think the judge is going to toss everything out because this kid went to Washington D.C. for the first time in his life and uh, wore a a black lives matter. Do you think shirt. this will, in fact, be the basis for an appeal? It seems no kind of idea. weak to me. It seems weak to me, no, I, I think, but I don't know. I think the settlement will be topic number one in the appeal. This will be added to that, but the, the settlement is, is issue number one. Do we know? Is there an appeal coming? We don't know that. We, we assume that there will be. There always is. Yeah. That would and come this, after sentencing, correct? Uh, I, would, I would imagine so, yes. Which is June, what was it, June 6th? June something. They just had too much video to overcome, yep. and they did not yeah. overcome it. They did yeah. not overcome it. But in terms of now piling on, I think that's a bit over the top. Uh, Chauvin's been charged on all three counts, and now you have people saying that's not enough. Well, what do you want? Minnesota doesn't have the death penalty. So what do you want? You have 90 days from the end of the trial to appeal. So, okay. We're probably down to what, a little more than two months? Yeah, something like that. That sounds right. I see all of these jurors becoming, trying to become big stars. Using this for super- personal gain? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yep. I- I'm actually surprised we haven't seen more come out and talk to the media. 
We've had a couple of them, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we, we had an alternate. We didn't have the first oh, one was not a. Oh, right. We had an alternate. You couldn't was, keep her quiet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. An alternate. <laughs> yeah. More than willing to talk. I thought this guy struck me as an honest guy. Uh, technically, he appeared to have answered the question correctly. I didn't go to any police brutality marches in Minneapolis nor did I attend any elsewhere involving police brutality. The MLK Day in Washington is not about police brutality. Now, given the, given the environment That's... in the country, police brutality is at the top of everyone's list uh, right now. So I suppose it could be argued that the MLK gathering certainly had police brutality on its agenda. Now, whether people spoke directly to it, I have no idea. I was not there. I don't know. Put yourself in his shoes. Which shoes? The jurors? Yes. Uh, question as, as it stands. Would you answer and would you volunteer that you had been to D.C.? We can only surmise... You're to say that, to say that to say that he purposely danced around that question would suggest he's a dishonest guy. Bingo. Well, I don't. I, I am not prepared to say he's a dishonest guy. With my big mouth and inability to shut it up, I would have volunteered that I was in D.C. Yeah, but you would have been hoping to get off the jury, right? <laughs> Please dismiss I me. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. That yeah, that seems like a true statement. Yeah. <laughs> well, then you have to. Well, I didn't know we'd be going down this no, rabbit I, hole. Then you have to look at it this way: Does the guy think that the MLK march really has anything to do with George Floyd? We don't know the circumstances of, of this fellow going to Washington. Maybe it was a big deal for him. Uh, he had yeah, never been there. Yeah, uh, maybe yeah. he was going to reunite with family, kind of like a vacation-type deal, long before he was ever considered uh, on a jury pool. And, and uh, now he gets asked these questionnaires. And to him, maybe that was a break from life. Maybe that was a vacation. Well, and he didn't was. associate it with police brutality. Right. And from the quotes I've read, it was. Yeah. And he has every right to do so. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't think it'll yeah, I don't the think I can. I don't think I can call this guy a bad guy. I, I, uh, I'm not going I to. He, I wish he would have volunteered that info. Yeah. But, you know. In the same parking lot where more than 20 gunshots were fired that hit three people, faith leaders met to create a space of healing while reflecting on the weekend's <laughs> violence in St. Paul, where we had 173 shots fired. You know what? I was reading a note uh, from uh, an emailer. That's expensive, isn't it? Ammunition's expensive. That's a lot of money that was shot around town. Hmm. The Guns Down Love Up rally was held at the Holiday Gas Station on the corner of Rice Street and Pennsylvania Avenue in St. Paul. That was one of the violent scenes from Saturday night, uh, where seven people injured in three separate shootings. Seven people were shot that night and into Sunday morning from three separate shootings. St. Paul police say that at least 173 shots were fired within a three-hour time span. I'm really getting tired of our community 
getting destroyed by all these different entities, Chantil Allen, organizer of the rally and leader of Black Lives Matter Twin Cities, said. I feel like the time is now to really start to navigate those changes. Allen, who also sits on the St. Paul School Board, says that improving the education system would help curb the violence. That name should ring a bell to you, Chantil Allen. It does. And she was? Yeah. Um, uh, activist extraordinaire. She's the fraud who tried to get these poor Asian servers at Benihana Restaurant That's in right. trouble. Oh, yes. Huh? Right. And put out the call on her Facebook page to, why don't you come over here and let's have a protest. Yeah. Dreaming this up out of whole cloth, this fraudulent woman. Because they wanted to clean the table. Wasn't that the bit? Right. Yeah. And, and they wanted the table cleaned, and the server said, may I take you to a different table? We still haven't solved that mystery, but it's neither here nor there. Sean Till Allen was very instrumental in creating uh, 10 seconds of fame for herself, screaming racism. Yeah, she instantly went to the racism card. And here she is. I saw her last night on the news. And she is, A, she's a school board member, and B, I didn't know she was head of the Twin Cities Black Lives Matter. But she is desperately, desperately searching for a sentence or two that can blame someone else for this. And she's struggling. She's one of those. Listen, I'm really getting tired of our community getting destroyed by all these different entities. What does that mean? What does that mean? It means nothing. Entities. What different entities are you talking about, Sean Till Allen? We already know what you're up to. I feel like the time is now to really start to navigate those changes. What changes? Well, we're having a healing circle or what whatever. What the hell is she even talking about? Yeah, we have a healing Was she circle. referring to the 175 gunshots? She's, re- she's referring to her community getting destroyed by different entities. Mm. It's gangbangers, you dumbbell. Right. Jeez. Alan, who also sits on the St. Paul School Board, says that improving the education system would help curb the violence. Well, plus being in school might help, too, but you've got to take that up with the teachers' unions. you got to show up. The housing issues play a part in this. She's all over the map. We have poverty disparities out of this world in the state of Minnesota amongst black folks. And God, I just feel like foghorning the word folks. And if we can just give these kids, these youth, some skills that they can start to earn a living wage, they won't be out there in this trouble, she said. That's what school is called, Chantil. You go to school and you get an education. And then you get a job someday. It's 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 deeper than that. You know what she's describing is everything that we've been talking about for the past however many years. She's describing right. the broken home. Mm-hmm. Right. That's exactly what she's describing. Right, but but she's placing she, blame elsewhere. Yeah. It's but it's our fault. Well, she's she's stopping short of saying it's your fault, but she really really wants to. Mm-hmm. So therefore, there comes education. There comes housing. There comes income disparities. There comes socioeconomic disparities. No, Chantil, you have people who have abandoned any sense of moral and ethical integrity because they've never been grounded in it from the time they were born. And then you get a Saturday night, Chantil Allen, when it's 80 degrees and you're going to have 173 gunshots. And God help you, lady, because we already know you're a phony. 
What's going to happen when there's five straight nights of 85 degrees? Because this has nothing to do with education. This has nothing to do with poverty. This has nothing to do with housing disparities. How many of the people who fired the 173 shots slept on the street that night? I bet none. I bet they all had a bed somewhere. Sunday evening outside the home where more than 100 shots were fired during a party earlier that morning, St. Paul leaders, including the mayor and police chief, met to denounce the violence and commit to finding solutions to stop the gunfire. We have been committed in St. Paul over the last several years to going even deeper to identifying the causes. This is Mayor Melvin Carter. The neighborhood-level causes, the family-level causes, the community and individual-level causes that end up putting us in these situations over and over again. Carter says the city is caught in a cycle of violence that has gone for too long. Also at Sunday's meeting, Carter said they need the community's help to slow it down. Uh, the mayor called for the end of the term snitching when referring to someone reaching out to police with information. Instead, Carter said, that's called helping your community. Well, I don't disagree with that. That's, that's fine for him to seek an end to the use of the word snitching. But the, the answer here, whatever people, you want the answer's not is. complicated. These are bad actors. Mm -hmm. These are young people who don't have respect for life. They don't have respect for authority. They don't have respect for anything. This is not complicated, Chantil Allen. You can, you can scratch and dig and, and ferret out all the excuses you want, Chantil Allen. You can come up with poverty, education, housing. That's what, not the answer. Isn't it also kind of comical that a school board member is blaming schools? <laughs> Good catch. Thank you. Yeah. Good catch. I'm on the school board. If only, if only we had better education. Yeah. We have to what are you going to do about it, you goofball? Gee whiz. It's just amazing. The, the, the so-called community, as it is led by the likes of the mayor and the salon and the Chantel Allens, they'll never get a handle on this. Nope. They don't know how. The mayor, I've said this a million times, it'll never get through to him. No mayor in the history of St. Paul is, is, has been in a better position to quell this kind of environment than this mayor. Never had a black mayor before. Never had a black mayor raised in St. Paul, raising a family. No mayor in the history of St. Paul has had a better opportunity to crack down on this. And I'll once again go to my example of the girl behaving poorly at the UPS store. And Carter's reaction was the cops were wrong. They weren't. Carter should have gone to the girl's house. It would have had a lasting impression on the young people of St. Paul. He did not do that. No mayor has had a bigger opportunity and has dropped the ball more. I mean, he is not doing one this would be laughable if it wasn't so seriously dangerous. Their incompetence at realizing the problem is laughable, except unfortunately that's dangerous. Nothing will stop this, you community leaders, because you don't even know what you're leading. 
you're leading yourself in circles by your tails. You're not getting anywhere. Well, and like you said about the city, uh, the school board member, she's looking around for people to blame instead of picking up the reins and handling it and doing it and getting right. something done. Right. She's so busy bitching, she can't get anything done. And it's also a case, too, of the likes of Chantel Henderson or whatever her name is. Allen. Uh, Chantel Allen and Mayor Melvin Carter. It's the boilerplate nonsense that they're spewing because they don't even care about the position they have. They're seeking a position of greater heights. We've said it before with Carter. He he seeks it. Carter seems to be waiting for that magic phone call. I, I'm not sure he'll ever He's get sitting it. in his office looking at his phone. Right. Yeah. Ring, Come on, damn it, Biden ring. administration. I mean, that, that, that goes all the way up to the top, by the way, with, with people in public office. They all just seek something greater. They don't care about the responsibilities that they currently have. Ride that have. third rail, Chris Reavers. Yep. Ride that rail. <laughs> you want to know what the newest hot seller is at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo? Talk to me, brah. Wagyu steaks and burgers. <gasps> right. Whoa. Wagyu is a Japanese cattle breed. The cattle was born in Wyoming and grown out at the Feller Ranch in Conger, Minnesota, near Albert Lee. The Feller Ranch has invested in this cattle breed and will be an all-Minnesota operation after this year. The steaks and burgers sold out over the weekend. Spencer will have Wagyu steaks and burgers in store by this Friday. You can get to Grunhofer's for the Wagyu ribeye, New York strip, filet mignon, and burgers. Stock up. It's graduation time. It's prom time. He's got pre-cooked pulled pork and pulled beef. It's Mother's Day weekend. Grill mama steak. And finally, the secret location is no longer a secret. The new Grunhofer's location will be in Forest Lake off Highway 97 and should be open by mid-June. Congratulations to Spencer and his team, and thank you, GLers, for making Grunhofer's your place for great-tasting brats, burgers, steaks, jerky, and meatloaf. Make your way to Grunhofer's. On Friday, they'll have a new shipment in of the Wagyu steaks and burgers. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats on Highway 61 in Hugo. Since a couple of years after Leif Erikson arrived, Minnesotans have been enjoying all this great state has to offer. From Niagara Cave to the Lake of the Woods, outdoor adventures abound. Minnesota spans more than 86,000 square miles. It's great we can experience a state so rich in landmarks, landscapes, art, and adventure. With so many adventure options, it got us thinking, why are so many Minnesotans limiting their home and auto insurance options? Today, 80% of Minnesotans have their insurance with just one agent who has only one company, no options. At the Canopy Group, our guys at the Canopy Group and gals, we offer you more than 16 companies for your home and auto insurance and 30 professionals. As your needs change, you should have options to continue to provide with the best coverage for the best price. You wouldn't want to fish in only one of Minnesota's 10,000 lakes and we don't want you to be stuck with only one insurance company. Visit thecanopygroup.com or call 800-967-3389, 800-967-3389 to get plenty of insurance options today. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life, Joe Souchere. 
Let me just be honest with you. It was aimhighconstructionmn.com that actually sold my house in Minneapolis. Uh, yeah, I know Chris Miller, the owner of Aim High. He wasn't the listing agent, didn't deal with the buyers. But it was the deck, the kitchen, the central air, the concrete work, all that stuff that Aim High Construction MN did that sealed the deal. I'd still be face-slapping punks if it wasn't for Aim High Construction and the work they did. And they're getting it done for GLers all over Gumption, but GLers, we need to think ahead here for projects. We need to give them time. They're very, very business uh, busy. Material prices, yeah, you may have heard, material prices have gone up for just about everything. So uh, they like to look around and find the best deal for the highest quality material. But you need to make the call right now and find out when Aim High Construction can schedule that project. Roofing, siding, decks, interiors, kitchens, bathrooms, basements, flooring, countertops. They do almost everything, and they do it to perfection. You can see for yourself at aimhighconstructionmn.com. You know, we think we have it bad here with Governor Walls and his diktats. The mayor of Washington, D.C. is a woman named Muriel Bowser, and she has declared that no one may dance at a wedding in Washington, D.C., <laughs> nor can they stand. Oh, standing's illegal now. According to the New York Post... Washington, D.C.'s latest social distancing regulations ban standing and dancing at weddings. <laughs> guests, honest to God. Honest guests, to God. Guests, guests must remain seated and socially distanced the entire time, both during the wedding ceremony and the reception festivities. Uh, festivities doesn't work there if you're just sitting no. on your hands. <laughs> The latest order caps both indoor and outdoor weddings at 25% capacity, and any celebrations involving uh, more than 250 people require waivers. Uh, the New York Post noted that the announcement was made just as the wedding season kicked off. Stephanie Sadowski, a D.C. area wedding planner, told the Post that the move is insane. It's a roller coaster, she said, and noted that couples are quickly opting to move their weddings outside the city. They want to have a party. Planning their wedding, they've made concessions. They've reduced, reduced, and reduced their guest count to have the wedding in Washington, D.C. But now she hopes the mayor will start looking at the science. and What science? Yeah. And looking at the facts and looking at what the CDC is recommending and allowing. Sadowski said. Sadowski told WTTG-TV that her clients are considering moving their weddings to venues in Maryland or Virginia. It's been a complete curveball. This goes beyond just May weddings that are initially affected, she said. All of our summer weddings and all of our fall weddings are very concerned and asking what we should do. Do we keep moving forward with these or look forward or look to move to Virginia or Maryland where it's a safe bet that they can have their ideal wedding there? In a statement to WTTG-TV, Bowser's office said that the ban had put in place to reduce COVID-19 transmission. A spokeswoman said they have it in place as an extra layer of safety to reduce the spread of COVID-19 because when people stand and dance, their behavior changes. <laughs> they shake their moneymakers, don't they? Wow. For example, people are more likely to get close and touch each other. No, they did not no. respond to our request for an interview or further information about why the district feels the need to have that uh, extra layer in place when neighboring states do not. 
The station reported that one D.C. bride who was, to, who was due to marry in June has said there has to be a better solution. The bride, Jillian Herrig, said, We're used to wearing masks at this point. We've been doing that since March. Why not allow dancing but make masks a requirement or even a requiring a negative COVID test for wedding guests or provide your vaccination card? We're playing right into their hands, aren't we? We are volunteering to produce papers. Yep. We're volunteering to to, here's my card. A lot of this country is reopening at this point, so so to me, no dancing or standing seems like a little bit more of stepping backwards instead of moving forward to more of that normalcy that we're all looking forward to, Herrick said. I think the light is at the end of the tunnel. that, that's, that's amazing. Talk about whimsical and arbitrary. The mayor, who knows no more about COVID-19 than a rabbit, is saying, no standing, no dancing. You sit. You must sit the whole time. Sit. <laughs> On the plus side, you could hire a really boring band since, you know, you don't have to spend much money. A lot of bad bands are going to get gigs, <laughs> exactly. aren't they? Are you available, John? Yeah. yeah, I'm available. Call now. <laughs> I have an idea for that lady who wanted to have a wedding and who was willing to produce papers and wear masks and distance and do all this, that, and the other. Uh, lady, do it anyway. Right. Give them the giant middle finger. Tell the mayor to shove it up her ass and do it anyway because you're an American and you're going to do what you're going to do because that is what we do. Boom. <laughs> There's got to be a happier middle ground than no standing. <laughs> there is no middle ground oh, there. You, no standing. <laughs> you pat this mayor on the head and say, that's really cute. Now go away. And you completely, 100% disregard this nonsense. And the same goes for Mayor Fry, and the same goes for Governor Walls, and all these other jackasses that are telling us how to live our lives. Screw the lot of you. And how about Walls? Was it yesterday that it came out that he said, we, we well, might, we might have, have, a have a state fair, yeah, but you got to get rah, your rah. vaccination. You got to get that needle in hey. your arm, or we're not gonna... And now he's going to hold that over our heads. You know what? F you, Walls. And although it, it, it's as though it's part of a concerted. Well, here I go, sounding conspiratorial, and I, I do it. I, Bring it. I, I don't, Bring I don't it. intend to. <laughs> But it almost seems to be part of a script. On the front page of today's Star Tribune is the story of a guy finally getting released from the hospital after a couple of months on a heart and lung machine because of COVID. In other words, every time you want to sound like Kenny and say, Walsey, I'm going to do what I want to do, there is a reminder of how Publicity machine, yes. devastating this illness yes. can be. How yes. how harmful, and this guy's a miracle that he survived it, and he was getting applauded as he left the hospital, and God help him. I hope he, I hope he can recover his life. But every time you think, wait a minute, enough's enough. Don't tell me to stand that I can't stand or go for a dance at a wedding, and then I open the front page of the paper, and there is some guy who's been on death's door for months on a heart and lung machine because of COVID-19. It just leaves you in a constant flummox. Flummox, Life is risky. Life is risky, Joe. You know? Well, 
I don't know because we're only what is this? I'm just doing life the is here. risky, but no one signs up for the heart and lung machine. This uh, is that, that's quite Joe, a feat that that guy. Came nobody through. signs up for cancer. Nobody signs up for heart disease. Nobody yeah. signs up for tuberculosis. Nobody signs up for any of this BS. Yeah, 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 you got me there. You got me there. Come on, man. Well, I don't know Old what you timer. Guys, you guys are talking about. It's only 59 <laughs> weeks of two weeks to slow the spread. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah, we're 59 weeks into two weeks. Yeah. But geez, Louise. Uh, I mean, it, 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 it takes me, well, of course, I'm paranoid and hypochondriac, but it takes me aback to read about a guy on a heart and lung machine keeping him alive. Holy mackerel. And he's not the first. The paper has a, has a Rolodex. And every time they think somebody's softening up, they drag one of these people out. Yep. It's part of the machine. It's 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 amazing, and again, God bless that fellow. I can't believe it that he's going to make it. That's just fantastic. But it, it's it's almost it's almost part of a script. Wait a minute. Go to page twelve A. Oh, look at this guy. Jeez, get him out of the hospital. Holy mackerel! And then, uh, well, and I'm sitting here banging my fist on the table, saying, "Why can't you have twenty thousand Twins fans?" <laughs> How how do you think 10,000 Wild fans would have enjoyed that finish last night? For the third straight time, the Wild rallied from two goals down in the third period. And of those three, they've won two. And your guy got the tying goal again. It's just amazing the way they're playing. And we're, we're limited uh, to 3,000 people. Well, that's that was a rule. fast played game. It was hard <laughs> to keep track of the puck, and it was scrappy. It was I thought there wonderful. There was going to be a, a bench clear. Uh, at a Tilly. One point. This yeah, was a, it, this was firehouse, baby. This was firehouse hockey. It yep. was fun, and it's it's just a shame. It's the best team they've had in twenty years, and you can't <laughs> go. What I God. like is. Somebody tosses an elbow at our Russian kid. We're going to protect our little team, guy. The whole team comes down. That's right. On him. They I mean, know where their bread's buttered. Everybody butter. comes down on them. So little awesome. teeny guys like Spurgeon were in there saying, Give me somebody. Give me somebody. Yeah. yeah. And, and then the Russian comes into the melee like he's going to throw a few punches. And, no, 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 no. You just yeah. stay back there. You know what stay he did, though, there. Kenny? He kind of, Kenny Linsman like, he kind of skated around the circle and eyed the interior and said, Come on. You're going to protect. Me, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was wonderful. Just wonderful. Oh, and then fun. the twins yeah. are in a nail biter. And they got ten thousand or however many they drew last night, nine thousand. It's just it was a, a great night to have a remote control in your hands. It was. Man. It was a clicker. It was just an absolute clicker. <clears throat> Everything I read tells me that people are not going to return to normal working conditions. And everything I read says there's got to be a happier medium between working at home and returning to normal, say, downtown conditions. That happy medium is center point of Mendota Heights Commercial Office Park. Work where you're happy. Locally owned and operated, the Cullens in St. Paul. I've been to the campus. It's rolling. It's shaded. You get your own building, your own parking. You're not waiting in elevators. It's an eight-building campus. You can choose just the right amount of space for you and your business, and you're working in a park-like setting surrounded by trees and walking trails. I saw it for myself. And you're 10 minutes from everything without a killer commute. Easy access to highways, 55, 62, 494, and 694. We are changing the way we work. 
really none of us really want to scramble back downtown and wait in line in an elevator to get to the 110th floor of an office building. Check this out. Center point of Mendota Heights. You can get some neat drone footage and learn more at Escape to Mendota. One word, escapetomendota.com. There's one simple step you can take to make 2021 your best year ever. Build your career in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I'm Dean Diesick. And I'm Denise Gazetta from the Sioux Falls Development Foundation. If you're looking to grow your career potential in a place known for fewer taxes, safe, clean streets, and excellent schools, Sioux Falls is the place to be. Advance your career in a place known for consistent economic growth and a wealth of career opportunities. Visit the Talent and Workforce Portal at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Sioux Falls companies are looking to invest in your future, partnering with you to grow your career. Sioux Falls has fantastic opportunities opportunities for you. Right now, we're seeing immediate openings for builders, engineers, welders, and IT professionals. Whether you're a teacher or a technician, a programmer or a plumber, Sioux Falls has an opportunity for you to advance your career. Make the move to a new career and a brighter future in Sioux Falls. Visit Talent and Workforce at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. This is Reavers once again for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And Josh has a very basic question for you. Do you know what you own? You see, Mr. Money Talk's clients, and that's Josh Arnold, by the way, they always know what they own. He has found out that most people that he meets with every single day, they have no idea. Josh has seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds, and there are real instances of people that are paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that these bonds currently yield. Josh begs of you, know what you own. You see, trust is often overused, and it's even harder to find. Take it from me that you can trust Josh. Give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation with absolutely zero obligation. Call him at 952-925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608 for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. This week. Is this Dylan? Is this Dylan? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just a minute, can you? Little island thing. Love it. I love it. Oh, is that sweet? Sorry, Kenny, go ahead. <laughs> you ever seen the beginning of a dirt bike race, Joe, motocross yes. race, where there's yeah. 20 bikes and they've got to cross the gate, they're waiting for the gate to drop, they've got the clutch pulled in, they've got the, <laughs> I almost swore, the bike up at the rev limiter up, and, <laughs> and that's when you cut me off. I feel yeah. like now I have to circle around, go back, line back up, put, put the gate back How about up. those ammunition prices? <laughs> and three, two, one. Go. The long-anticipated gala <laughs> event is finally its finally here, GLers. It's this weekend. Moon Motorsports in Monticello. I've been talking about it. seems like forever. They're celebrating 50 years as a family-owned dealership, and that means 50 years of relationships and 50 years of meeting riders and people like us. And that's why every year Moon puts on the biggest dealership open house in the state. 
And it's finally here. It's this Friday and Saturday, May 7th and 8th. We're all invited, free of charge. This year, there's a tent sale, a kid's stasic course. I know what it is, but the three knuckleheads I work with don't. Uh, Live music and, of course, the best-tasting hot dogs west of the Minnesota State Fair, if there, in fact, is going to be a Minnesota State Fair. GLers, you can't miss it. Storewide savings, everything you need to fuel the rides this summer. Six brands of bikes on hand. And if there's something you need but don't see, be sure to ask an employee. They know how to match us customers up with motorcycles, and they will find your prized ride for you. The big party at Moon, it's this Friday and Saturday. They're south of 94, west of 25 in Monticello, and, of course, on the web at moonmotorsports.com. I was talking to a guy over the weekend who's a friend of mine, and he's been uh, very successful. And he has time on his hands. And he is very close to making a decision of devoting the next four years of his life to make sure Tim Scott gets elected president. Oh. Uh, Tim Scott, of course, is a black Republican from South Carolina. He gave the rebuttal to the Biden speech for which he was soundly ridiculed by the left. The left cannot abide an, indebe- an independent thinking black man in this country. And now a Texas Democratic official is facing backlash and demands for his immediate reg- resignation after he disparaged Tim Scott with what is being characterized as a racial slur. Democrats lashed out at Scott last week after he declared that America is not a racist country. Keep in mind that Biden and Kamala Harris agreed with Tim Scott. Reacting to Scott absolving America from being inherently racist, Lamar County Democratic Party Chair Gary O'Connor called Scott an Oreo in a now-deleted Facebook post. I had hoped that Scott might show some common sense, but it seems clear he is a little more than an Oreo with no real principles, O'Connor wrote. Well, O'Connor's just a, a pandering, pandering fool. Uh, By calling Scott an Oreo, O'Connor was suggesting that Scott, the lone black U.S. senator, is black on the outside but white on the inside. Texas Representative Pat Fallon, a Republican whose congressional district includes Lamar County, rebuked O'Connor for his racist behavior and called on him to immediately resign from his leadership position. O'Connor's comment against Tim Scott is abhorrent, insulting, and unforgivable. Both he and the entire Lamar County Democratic Party should be ashamed of this racist behavior. Fallon said O'Connor must apologize and step down immediately. Additionally, I call on both the Democratic Party of Texas and the NAACP to condemn these words, and the state party should take swift action to censure him. This kind of behavior is not tolerable in Texas, the United States, or any political party. Texas Governor Greg Abbott, a Republican, had a similar reaction. This is disgusting, hateful, and completely unacceptable. O'Connor must apologize to Senator Tim Scott and step down immediately. Uh, President Biden and Vice President Harris did not receive similar condemnation from O'Connor, despite both Democratic leaders expressing agreement with Scott's statement. Scott uh, has had the audacity to think for himself and has uh, eschewed his liberal masters in doing so. And they can't stand that because that's the industry they're in. The industry they're in is you need us, 
you can't do it without us. And uh, here's this Tim Scott saying, we're not that racist of a country. We can get along. And the, uh, the left reacts to that in ways we now are, we are now seeing. They're calling I didn't realize this. They're referring to him as Uncle Tim. Mm-hmm. Did you? Wow. Because he has left the reservation. Wow. He has left their reservation, and they can't stand it. It's a shame. Wow. It's just a shame. And they're the one crying racism over everything. Yep. And then they turn around yep. and do this. Mm-hmm. What do you know about Tim Scott? Have you done a deep dive a, on him? Not, not a great deal. But if What's, my what buddy wants buddy? to, def- yeah. well, he has, and he's a smart guy. And if he thinks Tim Scott should be president, then Tim Scott should be president. Well, this is interesting. What have I said for years? What if a conservative black fellow had been president instead of Barack Obama? God knows what wonderful shape we might be in. We don't know. We don't know. But what if a conservative black president had that soapbox? I wonder what would be. I wonder what we would look well, like. We today. know from the reaction to Tim. Yeah. They call him Uncle Tim and Oreo, whatever that is. I've never even heard of that. Kendall Qualls. Wow. A guy like Kendall Qualls. Kendall Qualls. Brilliant thinker. Good man. Came from nothing. He's a self-made man. Tim Christopher. Last We're surrounded fall. by... We can't good, have a Packer good. fan as president. Sorry. That's true. We that's can't true. do that. Oh, oh, and I've got more on that, but wait a second. I'll, I'll get to it in a second. Last fall, a conservative black politician passed away, and I am sorry, I forgot his name. Uh, but his death and his funeral was roundly ignored by the media and the country, and the stuff I did read about him was all negative. I know who you mean. He was a businessman. The hell was his name? Who am I thinking of? I know who you mean. John, go, yeah. uh, Google famous black men who died in 2020. Yep, way ahead of you. Okay. <laughs> anyway, well, he's I'll doing know his that. name Let's... the minute I hear it. I'll know his name the minute I hear it. Well, we're doing uh, that, and he's busy. Maybe he's not listening. There is a picture of the Reverend today on uh, Twitter. He had a New York Yankees hat on. Oh, my I God, he's that. John Height. No. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Packers that. and Yankees. Did well, you John just looks say that the word, Chris? What's that? Did you just swear? No, no. <laughs> okay. While John looks that up, let me tell you that the golf season is underway at the quarry oh, up at nervous. Giants Ridge. And the legend opens this Friday, May 7th. The legend and the quarry at Giants Ridge are the greatest values in Minnesota golf. You're not going to find two courses of this caliber in such close proximity for the price. National golf publications have raved about the legend and the quarry at Giants Ridge. I've been there, but it's been years, and I can't wait to get back because I'm going to turn that round into a nature adventure. I'm going to enjoy the quietude, the lakes, the woods, the greenery. Uh, there's a 37-hole special. You play the quarry and the legend. That's 36 holes of Minnesota's best golf, plus lunch between rounds for one incredible rate, $160 plus tax on weekdays and $175 plus tax on weekends. This is a, uh, a course that hosts the Minnesota PGA mid-players and senior players June 13th to 16th. These courses 
are the real deal. And you can really find out some neat stuff. You can take the 3D course flyovers at GiantsRidge.com. You can book tea times at GiantsRidge.com or call 218-865-8030. Find anything for us, John? I did. It was Herman Cain. That's Thank it. You. Herman Cain. Thank you. Now, yeah. but here, this I hate this narrative that Kenny brought up, saying everybody ignored it. If okay. you go search that, every yeah. major news outlet has an obit that ran. So uh, who right? It? But who else died at the same time? A famous Democrat black person, uh, fellow from and Baltimore, Lewis? John Lewis. Uh, yeah, and Maybe praise was lauded on him, even well, from uh, President Trump. Actually, but John Lewis was yeah. a huge part of the civil rights movement. Remember, he got his skull fractured on the bridge right. crossing the Pettus Correct. Bridge. Correct. Right. So there's two. I mean, you know, his, so his my, historical. So what I what you're saying is what I said is unfounded. Well, that's what I believe, but, you know, perhaps you don't. It just it's seemed, historical. It's always, is, you know. it's just stuck in my mind, John, that the one was routinely ignored and the other one was, you know, praised and there was a big deal. Well, I, that's just I, the way I saw it at I, the time. It's John Lewis, though, you know, was part of the movement that Martin Luther King was part of. He was a historical figure, not just a senator. Yeah. Herman Cain was not. He was, he was a businessman who ran for the presidency. And everybody covered his death. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't... I, Why I don't we take a, uh, a time out and return with John Heights News? Well, the sun is up somewhere and DK Mags is open on Old 8 in New Brighton. DK Mags, the place by which all other shops are measured. Uh, they're also all over the web at dkmags.com, a very nifty YouTube page demonstrating the latest and greatest. They also own Monticello Gun up in Cello. And boy, both shops have been as busy as ever lately. They've been keeping a pretty good inventory, keeping prices reasonable. Uh, both stores just received a pile of inventory, so things are going great. Shelves are stocked, and they're ready to serve. And when you stop in, you'll be treated like a law-abiding citizen. The staff always happy to answer your questions, help with orders, set your mind straight, send you home happy. And because they deserve it, law enforcement, first responders, current military veterans, all of y'all get an additional discount. I'm talking Monticello Pawn and Gun and DKMags.com. Gun shops run by GLers for GLers. Do you know that two weeks from today, we're going to be outside at the State Fair? I do. The auto show, the 48th annual Twin Cities Auto Show. That was the last thing to close prior to the onset of COVID, and now it's the first thing to reopen. It's going to be great because we're going to be outside. This year's auto show could be bigger than ever. It's got 30 times the space. It's got a monster trucks on the midway. State food fair, uh, state fair food favorites, military vehicles, luxury vehicles, a special ride and drive area where you can get a chance to get behind the wheel and hit the streets of the fairground in a new vehicle. We're going to be broadcasting from where? You can watch us record a podcast. We're going to be up at uh, Heritage Square. Over by a Blue Barn, Lulu's, all mm-hmm. that stuff. The Shells, <clears throat> excuse me, the Shells Band Stage. That's exactly where we're going to be Perfect. At. Oh, there's great food around there. It <laughs> runs May 15th through the May 23rd. You can get your tickets now at TwinCitiesAutoShow.com. All tickets are day-specific, so if you want to see, come and get us, see us, get your tickets for May 17th. The Twin Cities Auto Show, outside. It's going to be fun. May 15th to the 23rd at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds. 
You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Souchere. For that beautiful lawn all season long, do it right now. Log on to ProfessionalTurf.com. This is traditionally the last week that ProTurf is with GL, and then they take the rest of the summer off because you guys have booked them solid all season long with these. Well, what you do first is you get the no-obligation estimate. Guy walks your lawn. Then you get three to four application treatment program that's going to get rid of the weeds, keep the yard thick and luscious until the snow flies again. And you don't have to call them. You don't have to wonder when they're going to be here. You don't have to bug me about it. You don't have to wonder how much you're going to have to pay. It just happens. Just let ProTurf happen, and your lawn will thank you. All you have to do is water and mow. And if you don't like watering, ProTurf will deal with your sprinkler system. They'll repair it, wake it up in the spring, put it to bed in the fall. They do it all. And if your landscaping is sad and tired and dreary, you got to check out the fantastic work they've done for other GLers. It's all on the web, professionalturf.com. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. And uh, this news is brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com. Uh, I was going to open uh, with the story about the two-year-old girl missing in Minneapolis, but good news, police have found her. Wonderful. Uh, she, she was Nastea Mohammed, and she had been missing since about 2.50 Monday. Uh, police now say they found her, a two-year-old, uh, in New York State after her abduction from northeast Minneapolis by her psychologically troubled 26-year-old sister. Wow. Spokesman John Elder said that Nastia Mohammed is in custody of child services as a reunion with her very concerned and very relieved parents is being arranged. Elder said a nationwide law enforcement alert led to a police pulling over Amina Mohammed on a New York State through ray early Tuesday morning. The spokesman said he was pursuing more precisely where the stop was made. It looks like Mohammed may have been traveling to Massachusetts to a college in that area to attend a lecture that she wanted to attend, noting that police personnel worked through the night in hopes of finding the girl and her sister as quickly as possible. Elder said this is just an added drive to get those cases solved. Elder said the circumstances of this abduction uh, did not qualify for the issuance of an Amber Alert by law enforcement, but she has been found safely. So that is good news. The COVID-19 pandemic helped fuel a 27% increase in drug overdose deaths in Minnesota last year. Overdose fatalities reached 1,008 in 2020, with the first large increase coming in March as the state saw its first coronavirus cases and deaths, according to the Department of Health. The onset of a previously unknown virus that already had taken many lives across the world led many treatment and outreach resources to abruptly shut down. That means there was limited access and support for those with substance use disorders. Drug-related deaths increased 64% in March 2020 compared with the previous year and then peaked at over 100 fatalities in the months of May and August. Even before the pandemic, America was in the throes of a drug overdose crisis, including an increasing and more dangerous illicit drug supply and lack of mental health treatment, according to the experts, as in previous years, opioids which include pain pills and heroin, among the substances that led to most overdose deaths. But a new problem, fentanyl, the synthetic opioid developed as a painkiller, more powerful than morphine, is now being mixed in with many street drugs, leaving users unaware of what they're taking. The roommate was telling me about, where was it, Uh, an overdose in in a big box store bathroom yesterday mm-hmm. 
uh, do you know about this one, John? And uh, as sort of. soon as they <laughs> dropped the 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 victim, the, the 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 patient off, they had to go back because there was another one. I I heard the same story from my roommate. Strangely enough, I, don't I didn't hear a Facebook. damn thing. Well, okay. Keep going here. Really Keep going well, rather than really let know, the whole guess, thing die. Right? Right, Kenny? It's Jesus H. Joe. The point is, and, she, and, and the roommate's going, why in the bathroom? Why not out in the car? Well, it's obviously what? They walked over to this place. They hooked up with the dealer, um, and they went into the bathroom, and they, they found this gal with mm -hmm. a needle hanging out of her arm near death. What city mm -hmm. did you say, Kenny? Where was it? it was like Champlin, Brooklyn Park. Oh, my goodness. Something yeah, like I've never up, even up found a bathroom area. in a big box store. Yeah, they are hard to find. That's why I use the parking lot. I open yeah, both I do doors, yeah, yeah. front door, back door, and just stand there and yeah. act like I'm looking at wow. my phone. Uh, okay. More COVID news. Bavarian wow. officials Bavarian officials have canceled Oktoberfest for the second year in a row due to concerns over the spread of COVID-19, saying there are too many risks in hosting the celebrations. Bavarian Governor Marcus Soder said it was with heavy hearts that they decided to call off the festival, one of the most famous and widely uh, uh, widely held, or widely held, that doesn't make sense, widely uh well, I'm not sure. Right. Widely attended, people, John. A lot of people show up. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate that. Germany is in the middle of a coronavirus lockdown that includes a ban of large gas, uh, gatherings with an infection rate of 146.9 new weekly infections per 100,000 people. Uh, the state fair uh, is on track to take place at the end of August. Uh, if that seems too far away for you, uh, for you, a new event will offer an earlier taste of the fair later this month. Uh, as we often point out, the fair is genius in staying in the news and... Here's another one. Tuesday, the State Fair announced kickoff to summer at the fair, which will run from May 27th through the 31st at the State Fairgrounds. This new event will feature food and beverage favorites from the fair, along with entertainment, the giant slide, games, and lots more. State Fair General Manager Jerry Hammer said last year's food parades were a big hit, but they were also very limited. This year, we're happy to bring people back in a walk-around environment to enjoy a slice of the fair. Uh, tickets are twelve fifty each, and kids under the age of four are able to enter for free. Each ticket sold will be for a specific date and time slot, with a limit of 10000 being sold for each time slot in accordance with current state guidelines. A lottery process will be used to randomly select people for a chance to buy tickets. Registration for that lottery process open through 11.59 p.m. this Thursday. Wait a minute, wait a minute. The, the regular yes. fare is like $13, so the practice fare is just as much as the regular yeah. fare? That's that's correct, it appears, Chris. Huh. It's funny it's that It's not only a practice it. fare, you don't even get the whole thing. And you only get to do it for so many hours. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you call it a practice fare because the rules that they've trotted out with the time and the time slots and the mask wearing and the distancing... Do you think they're actually trying this out to see if it works so they can put it in into uh, effect during the fair? Do you think I, we're seeing yes. a trial run yes. of what might actually happen with the fair? Yes. Only 10,000 at a time. That would be ridiculously sparse, don't you think, mm -hmm. for the real fair? I would really, really enjoy it. I would fair. too, actually. <laughs> I really would. That would be a lot of fun. At what uh, we're calling the practice fair here, guests will be required to follow current health and safety guidelines, including wearing masks, and uh, people eating or drinking will be required to be seated. Wait, wait a, a minute. No, no, no. The CDC yes, said Hi. if you're vaccinated, Hi. Hi, you don't have to wear a mask outside. 
Well, but Walls is smarter than here, the you CDC. Have to. Yeah, apparently. So, then, yeah. Well, you guys have fun with that. Can, can you stand? Can you stand and dance? I, I hope so. Just don't yeah. dance. No, you know what else you can do? Flash my vax card like to get in. A lot of yeah. people like the jog. Uh, participating vendors will include favorites like Big Fat Bacon, Blue Moon Dining Theater, uh, Mouth Trap Cheese Curds, Produce Exchange, Prado Puffs and Sweet Martha's Cookies, and many, many more. A list of merchants include Angry Minnow Vintage, Crowned Crow, Crystal Visions, Soda Clothing, among others. So uh, you're right. It'll be uh, kind of like a, a practice for, for August. I love the fact that we're very worried about our health and we have to mask up and socially distance and then go in there and eat every imaginable <laughs> food that will cause you to drop dead instantly. Is that irony? I think it is. Okay. A new ABC News Ipsos poll finds that 64% of Americans said they were optimistic about the direction of the country in the next year, including a surprisingly close to 4 in 10 Republicans. The new survey shows President Biden hasn't lost any ground since his inauguration when a Monmouth University poll found just over 3 in 5 Americans were optimistic about the policies he'd pursue as president. Political observers say this could all be important once the 2022 elections roll around, helping one side or the other to gain seats in the U.S. House or the U.S. Senate. Uh, John, I don't know if you caught this, yes, but uh, just a few moments ago, about half an hour ago, uh, the White House press secretary, Jan Psaki, was holding her press briefing, and one of the reporters, I, I don't think she handed out chocolate chip cookies um, to the reporters uh-huh. this time, uh, but one of the reporters was asking her about the influx of immigrants at the southern border, and she had an interesting thing to say. Would you guys like a little piece of that audio? Sure. sure. Uh, I wanted to provide a brief update on the situation at our southern border. Uh, After four years of an immigration system rooted in destructive and chaotic policies, President Biden is taking the challenge head on and is building a fair, orderly, and humane immigration system. That's our objective. After coming into office, uh, our administration immediately jumped into action to address the influx of migrants at the border, something that began during and was exacerbated by the Trump administration. Uh, and wanted to provide a couple of uh, data, pieces of data. You may have seen, but they've come out since the last time we had a briefing in here. At the end of March, there were more than 5,000 children in Customs and Border Protection Patrol stations. Today, that number is approximately 600. The amount of time children spend in CBP facilities is down by 75%. She's blaming the Trump administration. As to what's happening. Let me uh, let me remove my oxygen mask here and chow down on this big slab of bacon I just bought. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Gaslighting is a form of psychological manipulation in which a person or group covertly sows seeds of doubt in a targeted individual or group, making them question their own memory, perception, or judgment. Everything coming from the left in the Democratic Party, from the president down to the governor, down to the mayor, is 100% gaslighting. You are correct, sir. How could anyone hear that and actually believe what she just said? How come there wasn't a member of the press in the background going, <laughs> come on, man, really? Yeah. Well, because yeah. she gave him cookies, Kenny, last week. Remember, she was handing out That's chocolate chip cookies. It. Cookies, they win me over every time. Wow. <laughs> 
A man was shot and wounded outside the CIA headquarters in McLean, Virginia, Monday after emerging from his vehicle with a weapon. That, according to the FBI's Washington field office, the CIA said the suspect did not breach the compound. The FBI said in a statement it was reviewing an agent-involved shooting that happened about 6 p.m. local time. The suspect transported to a hospital for medical attention. It couldn't provide any further details about the shooting, no word on who the man is, and no word on what his reason was for being there and for being armed. Mitch Rapp taking care of business. We That's a tough place on. to get into. Pat and I tried to get in there. And oh, said, yeah. What do you two screwballs want? And we said, oh, we're no. just looking around. They said, get you the know, hell out of here. I guarantee you the, co- the country was on the brink of collapse and somebody like Mitch Rapp saved the day and we'll yep. never hear about it. That's what <laughs> happened. An elevated section of the Mexico City metro collapsed and sent a subway car plunging toward a busy boulevard late Monday. At least 23 people killed, about 70 injured, according to city officials. Rescuers initially searched a car left dangling from the overpass for anyone who may have been trapped. The efforts were suspended early Tuesday, however, because of safety concerns for those working near the dangling car. A crane was brought in to help shore it up. Earlier, someone had been pulled alive from a car that was trapped on the road below. The overpass was about 16 feet above the road in the borough of Tulohawk. But the train ran above a concrete median strip, which apparently lessened the casualties among motorists on the road before. Uh, Target is celebrating 59 years since their first retail store opened in Minnesota. It happened back on May 1st, 1962. The first First Target store opening in Roseville. In its posters, to advertise the opening, the store stated, a store you can be proud to shop in, a store you can have confidence in, a store that is fun to shop and exciting to visit. The business's origins came from the Dayton Company. According to Target's website, in May of 1961, it was declared by Dayton's new president, Douglas Dayton, that the new store will combine the best of the fashion world with the best of the discount world. A quality store with quality merchandise at discount prices and a discount supermarket. By the end of 1962, additional locations were opened in St. Louis Park, Crystal, and Duluth. In 1966, the business opened its first stores outside of the state in the Denver metro area. That logo that they're famous for was updated in 1968, the same logo they have now. Does the original store still exist? Hmm, I don't know. My entire existence, I've thought that the target on 79th and Penn was the first. Well, this changes everything. This changes everything. <laughs> Joe, did you get the, speaking of Target, did you get the email from Jordy? I have it here. We'll get to it today, maybe. Okay. Yep. Uh, Bill Gates and his wife, Melinda French Gates, said on Twitter on Monday, they're splitting up after 27 years. Oh. I read that they work- did not have a prenup. Is that accurate? That's accurate. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> Chris, yes, yes, both of them have so much money. Do you think that that is even going to figure in? Seriously. Mm, it's See, a lot of money. They're talking billions. Did old two Billy of, fall for a stripper or something? What happened here, I wonder? <laughs> the two say they'll keep working together on philanthropic efforts, which have addressed education, yeah, no. gender equality, and health care. Bill Gates led Microsoft as CEO from its founding with Paul Allen in 1975 until 2000. <laughs> Well, I don't know, Kenny, because I don't know if you saw this, but I retweeted this from an account Tootsie. called F for Effort. It's a very young Bill Gates in front of a very old Microsoft computer, and it says, this is Bill Gates' new Tinder profile picture. Baby, it's only micro when it's soft. 
Financial. I'm going to move right along. Financial details of the Gates. I thought that was funny. Yeah, well, that explains yeah. a lot. Financial details of the Gates' parting ways are not yet clear. Bill Gates like owns anymore. Bill Gates owns 1.37% of Microsoft's outstanding shares. That's worth about $26 billion, according to FactSet. The couple were creators, along with Warren Buffett, of the Giving Pledge, a program that requires participants to give away more than half of their wealth. Yeah, money's not going to figure into this divorce at all. Of course not. Amazon and the National Football League have announced that Prime Video's recent deal to become the exclusive home to Thursday Night Football will now begin in the 2022 season instead of the originally planned 2023 season. Additionally, in keeping with the NFL's long-standing commitment to make its games available on free, over-the-air television, each game will also be uh, televised in the participating team's home marketplaces. Uh, Monday's news makes it so the existing Thursday night football TriCast package will expire after this season, according to the new press release. France, not exactly known for muscle cars, but it may soon deserve credit for the most expensive one ever sold. Hmm. A rare... 1971 Plymouth Hemi Cuda Convertible is coming up for sale at the Meekum Auctions event in Indianapolis. Estimated value, $6 million. The Winchester Gray two-door was one of just 11 or 12 believed to have been ordered with the 426 Hemi V8 that year. Uh, Even the parent company isn't sure if it was 11 or 12 that were made, and it's one of only three equipped with a four-speed manual transmission. One of those cars sold at a Meekum auction in 2014 for $3.5 million. That remains the record for what would be considered a traditional muscle car. The one heading for this auction has taken a very weird route to get there. It was originally built as an export model and shipped to an owner in France who kept it until 1993. even has a metric odometer that reads 98,553 kilometers, or a little under 62,000 miles. The car has been owned by its seller for two decades, is being offered with full documentation backing up the claim that it still has its original numbers, matching engine and transmission. It also features a sure grip differential, power steering, power brakes, power windows, and a Hurst pistol grip shifter. The Cuda is scheduled to cross the auction block on Friday, May 21st. I was wondering what France had to do with it, but then as you concluded the story, you answered my question. Uh, Christie's said Tuesday it's selling a bottle of French wine that spent more than a year in orbit aboard the International Space Station. Christie's said that bottle of wine may bring in $1 million. It's a Petrus 2000, one of 12 bottles sent into space November 2019 by researchers. Uh, The reason they did all this, they're uh, trying to figure out some things about extraterrestrial agriculture. It spent 14 months later, subtly altered, according to wine experts, who sampled it at a tasting in France. Tim Tipri, international director of Christie's Wine and Spirits Department, said the space-aged wine was matured in a unique environment of near-zero gravity. The trip turned to $10,000 a bottle of wine, known for its complexity as silky ripe tannins and flavors of black cherry, uh, into a scientific novelty. And still, according to Tiptree, a fine bottle of wine at a taste test of one of the bottles in March at the Institute for Wine and Vine Research in Bordeaux, France. A dozen wine connoisseurs compared one of the space-traveled wines to a bottle from the same vintage that had stayed on Earth. They noted a difference that was hard to describe. They said the wine that remained on Earth tasted a bit younger, the space version slightly softer and more aromatic. John, thank you.
Yep. Thank you very, very much. Last night You're I did my reading. Welcome. I did my reading on the Volkswagen ID4. I did some before I drove one from countryside, uh, Schmel's countryside. Uh, it's an extraordinary piece of technology, and it's uh, firmly and well received by Motor Trend and uh, Car and Driver. It's about the size of a Honda CRV. Uh, truly, truly, if you grew up with a cell phone, an iPad, and a laptop, uh, you you are going to die and go to heaven because this is the future uh, for younger generations. I can speak to its performance, which I think is extraordinary. Acceleration is faultless. There's no lag time. Uh, the braking is fantastic. It's, it holds the road. But the technology and the amenities and the accoutrements that are so tailored to a generation that completely understands this technology is absolutely phenomenal. I would drive one if I were you. It's the ultimate urban daily driver uh, if you want to pass by the gas station where the only thing you got waiting for you is a bag of Cheetos. This is an amazing, amazing vehicle. They're at Schmel's Countryside at Highway 36 and 61, along with all the other great vehicles. 0% interest now for 72 months on the Volkswagen SUVs, the uh, Tiguan and the Atlas, the uh, the great uh, Alfa Romeos and Fiats. I was there yesterday. I returned the ID4 and picked up my Fiat, which had been serviced for the first time since I bought it. Everything was tip-top. You know what they do now when they service your car? What? They, they video it and send it to you while you're while they're working on it. So you, you have oh, a complete cool. you have a complete update of what's happening. That's all at Schmel's Countryside in Maplewood. Uh, if you want to see the future, if you want to drive the future, if you want to enjoy the future, check out the new Volkswagen. It's got a really neat logo on the side too that says the first, meaning the first of uh, Volkswagen's commitments to electric vehicles. Right there in Maplewood on Highway 61 and 36. Is that his cylinder index or his golf score? Either way, it's a big number. Here's Joe Suchere. Fellas, guess what? What? Our friends from Mosquito Shield are back. Hey! Uh, it's getting close to mosquito season. If you're getting eaten up in your yard, call our friends at Mosquito yeah. Shield, owned and operated et. by GLers. Yes, Kenny? I'm getting et. Oh, you're getting et. Uh, it's yeah, Ray and Mike. Et. They're a father and son team who own and operate two franchises here in the Twin Cities. They've been at it since 2014, and they're the brain. And the brains behind the operation is, of course, Kelsey. Uh, she's going to be the one that you talk to when you book your service. Their territory runs east of 169, all the way to the St. Croix, north to Forest Lake, and then south to Lakeville. Get this, though. Because of the success of the campaign from JoeReadingMo-Shield.com last year, now Western Wisconsin is now being serviced by Jay, who was so impressed last year by the Mosquito Shield ads on GL, he wanted the service. Unfortunately, they didn't service his area, so he bought a franchise, and he is now servicing Western Wisconsin. That's brilliant. From Highway 8 on the north end and as far as Maiden Rock on the south end. So go online right now and schedule your appointment today. MoShield.com. There's no dash. MoShield.com is a website. You can click on the locations in Minnesota, Wisconsin, and you'll find them. Or give Ray and Mike a call at 612-619-1556 for Minnesota Yards. Or call Jay 
at 715-410-4221. And if you mention GL, you're going to get $75 off of your service. Thanks for coming back and being a part of the GL podcast, Mosquito Shield. Kenny, you're still going to get at because they don't get up that far. You should start your own franchise of Mosquito-Shield. Mo-Shield. That's a brilliant idea. Say only because he's out here. I'm already getting. Yeah, yeah. I was getting at last weekend, too. Uh, Only because they come to us all the way from Marlith Park and Mpumalanga, South Africa, from our friend Tom Lyman. Uh, On this day in 1888, the Catholic Archdiocese of St. Paul was established. May 4th, 1888. On this day in 1925, St. Paul's Ford Motor Company plant assembled its first car, which St. Paul Mayor Arthur E. Nelson, Minneapolis Mayor George E. Leach, and Ford Executive A.W. Bendick and V.E. Nystrom rode during a ceremony. The plant soon produces 500 cars each day. Model T's. And on this day in 1975, the Minnesota Twins retired Harmon Killebrew's number three. Nice. And on this day in 1984, I'll never forget it. During a Twins game, Dave Kingman of the Cubs hit a ball. Oh, he got it stuck in the roof. I remember that. Hit a ball into the roof of the Metrodome and it never came back. He was (laughs) awarded a ground rule double. He played for the A's, though, not the oh, Cubs. Oh, whatever. Who is close enough? <laughs> he played. Uh, he played in the major leagues. Yeah, he played Dave for Kingman. a lot of teams. It'll career. pop up, and she stayed up in that dome, and she never came back. Were you covering that game? I, 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 I think I was there. I remember it clearly. I'm here staring up there, wondering what the hell happened. It was wonderful. Where, where do it go? You know where who else go? played for the Oakland A's? Reggie I guess Jackson. Mom, do knows best. <laughs> I yes. saw a great uh, Twitter from your guy, uh, uh, what's the sports in the 70s, what's it called? Super 70 Sports. Somebody read John 316 to Ricky Nelson, and Ricky said, don't tell me Ricky about Henderson. no John hitting Ricky Henderson. Don't tell me about no John hitting 316, Ricky hitting 330. So she chose it <laughs> baseball for me. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I, I do have a news note. Uh, a news note. I, yes, I, I to Pass along your way before we leave. Uh, Governor Walls was in Hopkins today. Uh, what he was doing was pitching his uh, new 150 million dollar idea for summer learning. Uh, but while he did that, he also dropped the news that uh, on Thursday he'll have a big announcement about uh, his reopening plan for the state. And he said it quote will go a long way to moving things forward. So on Thursday we should learn more about uh, things opening up a bit. Wait here a in minute, Minnesota. Wait a minute. Yeah, uh, yes. Go sir. back to the first part of that. He did yeah, what? Uh-huh. He wants he pitch, what? Uh, he's making a pitch uh, to the legislature to approve $150 million for a summer learning plan. To well, did he find some teachers who will actually work? Uh, did he get some permission from a union? You've been out of school all year, you goofball. He's, he's actually been talking about this for about a month, and yeah. now I, I, I guess, apparently, I haven't seen an in-depth story, but apparently the ideas uh, came out today. Well, Joe, yeah, we don't, we don't spend enough money on education. We have to give them $150 million more. Apparently not. Apparently we don't. There are people whose knee-jerk reaction to a statement like that is exactly what you just did, Chris. Thank you. If you talk to them, yep. you, they could ask for every cent that's been created in they the world. They do. They'll say, yep, they do. Yep. 
Yeah, and people's reaction will be, yep, the kids, it's for the kids. And if you oppose it. Yeah, they're paying it, about $12 a year in taxes. Who are you kidding? <laughs> right, and if you and if you oppose it, you, you hate kids. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Even though I have yeah. two kids that attend public school. Yeah. Well, thanks, GLers. Thursday will be a big day. Yes, it will. Hey, I want to remind you that in Sioux Falls, you'll discover a friendly pro-business attitude along with a productive growing workforce, no personal or corporate state income tax, low worker comp rates, and a lot less red tape. In Sioux Falls, you can make more money. For all the details, go online and visit SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Com. That story was perfectly timed, John. Thank you for that lead-in very much. <laughs> also, don't forget to subscribe and like our YouTube channel. And thank you to the thousands of GLers that have already done so. So please do us a favor and like and subscribe. And also download that PodMN app for the chance to win fantastic Garage Logic prizes just simply by listening to us via the PodMN app. We'll catch you tomorrow. Is that time once again here in Garage Logic where we check in with Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold? Do yourself a favor, GLers, get on that phone and check in with Mr. Money Talk today for that free 48 minute financial consultation. And you do so by calling 952 925 5608. When you call that number, you get Josh Arnold. You also get straight talk. You never get sugar coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us right now. And Josh, there are some concerns about interest rates adversely affecting the market today, aren't there? Oh, yeah, Chris. Oh, yeah. Now, I, I would have just thought with today's market down, particularly the NASDAQ stock, despite earnings coming in unbelievably well, stocks have been punished. Last week, especially, Microsoft, better than expected. Google, better than expected. A beat and raise. Even with Google, YouTube is generating tremendous amounts of money and adding subscribers. YouTube is said to be on track to have more subscribers subscribers than Netflix by the end of this year. Facebook, better than expected earnings despite some of Facebook's issues with the government. Better ad revenues coming with Facebook and more monetization of Instagram and WhatsApp. Then there's favorite Apple. Unbelievable quarter. Reaction from the street, no big deal. Can't do it again. Sell the stock. And then Amazon. Unbelievable quarter. All systems go and a tiny part of Amazon's business, which is still listed in the other category, is their advertising business, which generated seven times the revenue of Twitter. These major companies are still acting like startups with the business that they business and innovation that they've got and meanwhile you have uh, the biggest risk is coming from governments around the world who question their bigness but really want a share of these major companies profits in the form of taxes and fines apple right now is going through a trial in washington that's brought by one of the application makers epic games which really is trying, you know, say that they're not in it for the money, but they're in it for the money. They want a reduction in the fees, but only on Apple's app store, nowhere else. And that is being shown so far in the trial that that is what they're after, even though Apple is showing Epic has other avenues getting their, their game out, many avenues, and there's no complaints there with 
similar fee. Aside from that, the market is reacting to comments made by Janet Yellen, current Treasury Secretary and former Fed chief, who is pushing for the double whammy, the double whammy that has hurt the market on a continual basis. Higher taxes, higher interest rates. My question is, you know, she's talking about tax fairness. Okay, let's tax the wealthy. Well, right now, the wealthy, the top 1%, pay 40% of all federal income taxes, and the top 10% of wage pay 65% of all federal income taxes. Question, where does fairness go? Then on the subject of capital gains taxes that's being pushed for to fund all the upcoming social programs. Right now, short-term capital gains are taxed at ordinary income rates. Any money that's accumulated within a tax-deferred investment, such as an IRA, is taxed at ordinary rates when that money is withdrawn. And I'm a big proponent of putting money into IRAs. Capital gains, long held long-term, more than a year, should be taxed at a lower rate. Capital gains taxes could also impact, even though it's designed to, to hit higher wage earners, people of over a million dollars, well, that could hit a small business when that small business person goes to sell. It could also hit family farms or ranches. All of this could be a big boon to the life insurance industry. That's another story altogether. But bear bear in mind, higher taxes are not good for you, me, nor the market. And the move on interest rates, well, I don't think the Fed is necessarily going to move, but just the mention is enough to hurt the market. Use that cash you should have available to take advantage of this pullback, which could go on for a few days. Excellent report, Mr. Money Talk. GLers, pick up that phone and call him today for that free 48-minute financial consultation. Call Mr. Money Talk at 952-925-5608. Once again, that number is 952-925-5608. Straight talk, never sugar-coated advice. Josh, thank you so much for the time and the chat, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Thank you. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.